0: And welcome to the X-Zone, everyone. I am Rob McConnell, and for the next four hours, I am your host, I am your guide, as together we cross the time-space continuum to this place that I call the X-Zone. It's a place where people dare to believe and dare to be heard. It's a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. The X-Zone comes to you Monday through Friday from 10 p.m. Eastern until 2 a.m. Eastern, right here on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, Talkstar Radio Network, Mutual Broadcast Network, and iHeartRadio. If you'd like to send me an email, exon at TV.com on all social media sites, exone Radio TV, And to find out about the programming we have available for you, as well as new programming we have starting shortly, www.xzbn.net. My guest this hour is a good friend of the Exxon. I've had the pleasure of having Chrissy Blaze on the show many times over the past 28 years. And uh, as you might imagine, she is a very regular media guest, international speaker, metaphysician, and author of more than 12 books. She was a direct disciple of spiritual master, founder of the Aetherius Society, and the extraterrestrial contactee, Dr. George King, for over 20 years until his passing in 1997. Chrissy continues to promote his work, teachings, and missions. Two websites for Chrissy, www.chrissyblaze.com, that's C-H-R-I-S-S-I-E-B-L-A-Z-E.com, and www.astrologycity.com. Joining me now is Chrissy Blaze, and Chrissy, welcome back to The Exxon. Always so great having you with us.
2: Hello, Rob. So nice to be on your show again. Thank you so much for inviting me.
0: Oh, Chrissy, so much is going on in the world today. Uh, some good, a lot of bad, and one heck of a lot of indifference. When we look at the world today, we see what's going on in the Middle East. We have climate control crisis. We have the, yeah. the possibility of nuclear threats and wars with our people in North Korea. Um, as an astrologer, Chrissy, when you're doing charts, has, have these world events popped up and given you... Uh, uh, an idea of it was going to happen, it is happening, and what can do to make sure it doesn't happen.
2: Yeah, it's a good question. I mean, the world is a crazy place at the moment, it as is, you say. I mean. um, but I think not just astrology, but all sort uh, the major religions and so on have, have you know, called this mm-hmm. time a time of great change and the Armageddon, different terms for it. But certainly in astrology, we're changing from one what's called a great age, which lasts for. Well, actually two, about 2,160 years. We're coming out of the age of Pisces and going into the age of Aquarius. We're kind of on the cusp. So whenever there's a big, huge change like that, there's a change of consciousness. There's a kind of a shake-up of humanity. Mm-hmm. Um, and as well as that, I think I believe the Earth herself, or we certainly believe in the Ethereal Society, is going through a change, an initiation, if you like. And so, uh, and of course, what we're doing to the Earth and and various things, you know. So all of this? is coming to a head, if you like. And it's a time when the humanity, I believe, has to make a decision uh, whether they're going to uh, be indifferent, as you say, many people are, mm-hmm. or whether they're going to, uh, you know, do something positive to help. And I think, and it's interesting, I'm reading Lynn McTaggart's latest book, The Power of Eight, and I've only just started it, but she, um, she is, you know, scientifically proven... Uh, not herself, but working with scientists that, you know, one person or just a few people coming together and having a positive intention does have an effect. And it doesn't just affect the thing that is, you know, maybe it's a seed or a plant Mm -hmm. that she's working with, but it affects all the seeds and plants. And this is a sort of a a metaphysical truth that, um, you know, if you send out your love to the world, or your prayers or whatever, you think, oh, it's one person doing it. But in fact, it uplifts, in some degree, the entire world. So what I'm saying is that, yes, we can do something. Uh, We can do a lot, but it just depends whether people are prepared to go out of their way and do something.
0: Chrissy, where did your interest in astrology come from?
2: Well, it it started when I was very young, and I was always very curious about many, many things Mm -hmm. from a young age. And my aunt was an astrologer, and I began to really study it. She showed me a chart. It was interesting, Rob, a horoscope, you know. And uh, I was young, maybe 14 at the time, and I'd never actually seen one before, because this was in the Dark Ages many years ago. <laughs> and um, But funny enough, I sort of understood it, and I, I wondered later whether, in fact, I had seen them in past lives because it was so familiar to me and always fascinated me, all the symbology and so forth. And so in the 80s, I, I went to the Faculty of Astrological Studies in London and studied it professionally and later became a professional astrologer. And I've written uh, six astrology books My uh, so far and six spiritual books and uh, given classes and lectures and so on.
0: How can you explain astrology and what it is in a nutshell, Chrissy?
2: Well, it's it's very ancient, mm-hmm. as you know, Rob. It's been around for, uh, well, at least this type of astrology that we do has been around for at least uh, 5,000 years, and probably before, if you think about you know, places like Stonehenge, where they were measuring you know, the position of uh, the sun and the moon uh, and so on. But it's very ancient art. You might say an art, you might say a science. Mm-hmm. It's certainly a discipline that studies the influence of the planets uh, on human behaviour, and there are many different approaches too, from the more fatalistic approach of, let's say, say Vedic astrology of the East from India, to a more um, the basic Western astrology that focuses on everyday things. Uh, but the type of astrology that I've studied and practiced is called, well, it's called many things, either evolutionary astrology or spiritual astrology, or I like to call it karmic astrology, because it's almost like you take your birth chart and it's, it shows a person's journey, if you like, through the lifetime. It's not just one life. It's, it's kind of like looking at their karmic pattern. And this does include all the challenges we face from our emotional life to our health, to our family, to our career. But looking at it from a higher sort of perspective, which enables me and people that I'm giving readings for to overcome, hopefully, their challenges in a positive way rather than feeling a victim or feeling there's nothing they can do to change things. Because in the type of astrology I practice, it's not fatalistic. We can, I believe, through knowledge, um, change and transform our lives for the better.
0: I like your astrology. You like that? <laughs> I, I do. I do, Chrissy. And and, and one Have of Have
2: you
0: the... studied astro- I'm sorry. No, I, I haven't studied astrology, my dear friend, but one of these days, maybe in a next life, I I, uh, I will give it a shot. But one of the things I love about you and having you on the show, there's always a positive aspect. You know, and this is what we need. We need people in our lives to to look at the glass as not being half empty on the way to total world annihilation. But we need somebody to look at the glass like you do and say, it's half full. We're working on getting yeah. it to the very top. So thank you for yeah. that.
2: Well, thank you, Rob. I know you always have a very, very positive approach uh, to life. We, we can't feel that we're victims. We have yep. to uh, move and, and you know, do everything we can in our own field. It doesn't matter if it's astrology or doing what you do, exactly. putting out the, the truth about things or whatever it is we're doing, do it with our passion and everything we have. And then we will see a difference.
0: You know, I've been doing the show now for 28 years, Chrissy, and from the very first show, I've been telling our listeners that if you're not part of the solution, you're part of the problem. So let's get rid of the problem side and work on the global solution. And I'm seeing this happen around the world. Uh, last night, one of our talk show hosts, Larry Lawson, had... Dr. Albert Taylor on, as well as Richard Sunette, they were talking about paranormal and how to proceed in a positive manner in investigating the paranormal using scientific methods and a standardization form so that we can all work together on the same mystery, the same challenges. And and I'm seeing this in other aspects of life too, and it seems to me that the light is finally coming on.
2: Yeah, oh, that's very interesting. Yeah, thank you. And well done, Rob, for 28 years. That's fantastic. Really is fantastic. Um, And another 28 at least, I hope. Because we need you.
0: (laughs) Well, we need people like you, Chrissy, for the great work you're doing. And Chrissy, we've got to go to our commercial break. But when we come back, I'd like to talk to you about your latest book, Earth, Astrology's Missing Planet. Great. All right, ExoNation. Chrissy Blaze is our special guest and as I said, I've had the pleasure of having Chrissy on the show over the past years, many times. She's always a welcome guest and a good friend of the X Zone. Two websites, www.astrologycity.com. And for more information on the Aetherius Society, and we're going to talk to Chrissy about the Aetherius Society as well later on, www.etherius.org, and that's A E T H E R I U S.org. Chrissy Blaze is my guest of this hour, and we'll both be back on the other side of this break as we continue here in the X-Zone from our broadcast center and studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Don't go away. www.xzbn.net is the website to find out all about the programming we have available for you on the Exxon Broadcast Network, 24-7, 365, with our compliments. Also, Exxon Nation, Friday, February the 2nd, is the release date of the latest edition of the X Chronicles newspaper. I promise you that the articles that we have in this month's issue are going to shake the very foundations of some of the pseudoscience topics that we cover here on The X Zone. Chrissy Blaze is my guest, www.astrologycity.com and atherius.org. And Chrissy, before we went to the break, we gave a bit of a teaser about your latest book, Earth, Astrology's Missing Planet. Can you tell us about that?
2: Yeah, the book is uh, my 12th book and it's about to be published this month, actually, on the 23rd. Mm -hmm. And I'm launching it um, on the 16th. It's a little before that. But Um, you know, people will tell you that astrologers will tell you, and everybody will admit that in astrology, we look at the influence of all the planets in the solar system, Mm -hmm. but we don't look at the influence of the planet we're closest to, on which we live and breathe and have our being, the mother earth. And, um, this is a big mystery. And in fact, when I take classes and some people are completely new to astrology, I always say to them, um this concept of let's begin to take into account the earth and people just get it, you know, <laughs> of course we should, you know. And actually what got me going was when I was four, my grandmother left me the collection of Alice Bailey books. Do you, do you know her books? Um, Vague leader. They were, yeah, they were channeled by um, the master called Dwal Kuhl a member of the spiritual hierarchy, and one of the books called Esoteric Astrology. And over the years, I've read it. Mm-hmm. Don't really understand it. It's very complex. <laughs> but one thing that he did say, he made a prediction that there would come a day when astrologers would have to take into account the influence of the planet upon which we live, the Earth. And just a couple of years ago, it just struck a chord. And I thought, well, nobody's really doing it. So let's give it a go, <laughs> And um, it seemed like the right time, Mm -hmm. and also my own spiritual teacher, Dr. George King, always taught that the Earth is a very advanced, living, breathing intelligence, and um, he actually devised a global mission, which we still conduct today in the Ethereal Society, called Operation Sunbeam, where great sort of spiritual energies are sent to the Earth uh, as a sort of karmic repayment, like a a, a, a thank you, if you like, right. on behalf of humanity, like a, a big karmic manipulation. And so this consciousness about the Earth has kind of been with me for many years. And I thought, well, this might be the time to, to do this, because I think this could be very, very helpful to people. So the, the book is based on that. It's not just telling people what their Earth sign and what it is and what it means, but it's trying to get people to be more conscious of their connection to this planet.
0: Including the Earth in the astrological chart, does that, does that change the reading that the person would be getting or the chart the person would be getting without the planet Earth in it?
2: Yes, it does. It adds another layer. Um, I always say that the sun, if you like, is the center mm-hmm. of our solar system, as you know, yeah. and it's the center of a, a horoscope. It's the most important planet. It's almost like the director of a play. And the other planets, are like players on on the stage, and they all have their uh, different energies, and they have their different roles in the play, and we can, the more conscious we become of what they mean and what, they, or what energies they have, the more we can use them and use our own potential to the fullest. And then Earth is coming along, and Earth, interestingly, is always exactly opposite the sun in your chart. So say, for example, what is your sun sign? Do you want to share that? With? Sure,
0: a uh, Taurus.
2: You're a Taurus? Yes. Oh, interesting. That's a, you're coming into a very interesting time, actually. Taurus you're, you're, is actually the natural ruler of the Earth, very, very related to the Earth. But the opposite sign uh, where the Earth is in your chart will mm-hmm. be Scorpio. And so in my book, I will explain what kind of what that means, and how you can draw on that added layer, if you like, to bring uh, even more of your potential to light. Now, people who are very aware, as you are, Rob, uh, will probably already automatically be using that power because it's like I say, it's almost like, um, in a very simple way, the the sun is your creativity, it's your vitality, it's your uh, your soul expression, but the earth is like Putting that uh, creativity and that expression to work in practical ways, bringing it into manifestation, is your dharma, if you like, uh, and I explain all that as well in the book.
0: That's truly fascinating, Chrissy. Let me yeah, ask. Let good. me ask you this: as as an astrologer and and as somebody was in tuned with the surroundings not only here on this planet but out in the universe. Why do you think it is that the planet Earth was not part of the original astrological charting system?
2: Yeah, that's that's an interesting question. Um I think it's I mean I, I think it's because for many, many years, mm-hmm. part of the original well, that I, I can't really say. I mean it's very strange if you think about it. Yeah. But I think the reason that it hasn't been And in the beginning, not all the planets were actually, so. you know, outer planets were discovered Mm -hmm. later on, uh, the outer planets being uh, Neptune, Uranus, Pluto, they were discovered later, so originally they weren't included either. So uh, why the Earth wasn't included, I don't know, but why it's not today, I think it's because my theory is, and I expound in the book, that since really the... um, Uh, the sort of revolution towards more materialistic science and so forth with Newton and the industrial revolution, we've become more and more disconnected to the earth and regarded her. Whereas in the past, especially indigenous cultures, Mm -hmm. and also, you know, in the past, generally, we had much more of a connection with the earth. And um, in fact, you know, churches were built on ley lines and so forth and, Uh, But now, uh, since that time, the last few hundred years, we've become very, very disconnected, so much so that we tend to, and I'm talking about the majority here, regard the Earth as a resource for us to use. But if you think about it more deeply, you realize that without the Earth, we wouldn't exist in the way we do. So, in other words, she must be greater than us. You know, it's logical, really. And so now, I think, is the time for us to reconnect because we really have no other hope because the way we are, you know, taking all the resources Mm -hmm. and all the changes, I think a big hope for us is to have this reconnection, to have this consciousness, this awareness of this living intelligence.
0: Chrissy, would you agree with those who say that we're in the time of awakening?
2: Yes, definitely we are. We're definitely in a time of awakening. And you can see it, can't you, Rob? I'm sure you yes, see can, more than yeah. most. Um, that, And I think it's interesting what you said earlier, how you say to people, was that you're either part of the...
0: If you're, not part, you're, if you're not part of the solution, you're part of the problem.
2: Yeah, and I think this awakening is, what it's doing is, people are either going to have to change, mm-hmm. it's almost change or leave, because yeah. you know, it's, you have to make your decision now. people have got to wake up and it is a time of awakening and i think when people do wake up uh to the things that really matter such as many of the things on your show in my mind um then uh there will be this awakening and there will there's a higher flow going on that you can sort of tune into and then your life can become really exciting and you're on this higher journey rather than just the sort of everyday confusion and the chaos that exists on the basic realm you know yeah,
0: um, Most people know their sun, sh- sun uh, sign because it's in all the newspapers. And, and this is one thing that guys used to learn in a, in a bar when you go up to a girl and say, Hi, I'm Taurus. What's your sign? But all kidding aside, right now, February the 1st, the sun is in Aquarius.
2: Aquarius, yeah.
0: How, how do people find out what their earth sign is?
2: Yeah, it's very simple, actually. Um, the Earth is always located exactly opposite the Sun right? Uh, in your horoscope, your natal chart. Mm-hmm. And um, so it's simple to find. If you know you're a Taurus, I don't know whether you know the degree of your, um, you know, you're maybe born at 15 degrees of Taurus or 28 degrees of Taurus um, or not.
1: But no, I don't the, know that.
2: Say, term. for example, you were born, what, what day were you born?
0: 27. You don't
2: have to tell. 27th of um, April. April.
0: Yeah.
2: Right, so um, you're born probably about 10 12 degrees. So say it's 12 degrees of I, Taurus, I can I can give you
0: the time if that'll help.
2: No, I don't oh, okay. really need that. So I'm not doing exact thing. Oh, all right. But the, the earth say it was say for example it was 12 degrees okay. of Taurus. Uh, then the earth would be 12 degrees of the opposite sign of Scorpio. My sun is 27 degrees of Aries, so Uh mine will be. My Earth sign is 27 degrees Libra. So
0: So my. So my my Earth sign is Scorpio.
2: It is great. Yes, it is.
0: Oh, cool! You and And I have to. Pardon.
2: I'll send you my book, and then you can read about it. Oh,
0: I would love that. Do me a favor, if you would be so kind to autograph it. I would love to put it in our corporate library. Oh, yes, my pleasure. Okay, I'll send you my address later on. And uh, Chrissy, you and I have to take the news at the bottom of the hour. Chrissy Blaze okay. is my guest, Exon Nation. My name is Rob McConnell, I'm a Taurus, and my Earth sign is Scorpio. There you go. Chrissy Blaze, www.astrologycity.com. And for the Atherius Society, visit their website at www.atherius.org. Tomorrow, February the second, Friday, the X Chronicles newspaper is released, and it will be available at www.xchroniclesnewspaper.com. Ninety-two pages large. It's available DVD. I'm sorry, digital download. And once you have the digital download, you can print it out. You can share it. Spread the word because, like I say, if you're not part of the solution, you're part of the problem. We'll be back on the other side of this break. Don't go away. From our broadcast studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, to the world and beyond, you're watching the Exxon Broadcast Network, www.xzbn.net. ABS Media Power. Welcome back, everyone. As soon as I hear this bumper, uh, just, just put this thought in your mind. You know the giant heads on Easter Island? Can you just hear them mouthing and swaying to and fro to this? I don't know. Ah, geez, I just had to share that with you. Why? I have no idea. Yeah, it makes a, me chocolate.
2: That's yeah, that's a fun visualization. Yeah. I definitely can see that.
0: <laughs> Man, imagine how many, ha- how many aspirins those heads would have to take if they had a headache. Woohoo! <laughs> ah, geez. You know, life is great. It really is. You know, you're here for a good time, not for a long time, so why not make the very best of it? Right, guys? And Chrissy Blaze is with us because Chrissy is one of the most positive people in the world that I've had the pleasure of meeting Doing this show, and her website is astrologycity.com. And uh, Chrissy belongs to a great organization called the Atheria Society, or their website is atherius.org. And Chrissy, tell our listeners about the Atherius Society since we've been talking about them.
2: Oh, yeah, it's a terrific organization. Um, it was founded in England in 1955 and then founded uh, by Dr. George King, who is mm-hmm. a, a realized yoga master uh, and also a medium of great renown, and uh, he came to America, the U.S., in 1960, and it was incorporated in 1960 in the U.S., and um, the headquarters in the U.S. is in uh, Los Angeles, and there's a very active branch, been there since 1960, in Michigan, Metro Detroit, where we are, where I am now, Mm -hmm. and basically it's a spiritual brotherhood, it's a metaphysical organization, but what I like about it because I always have been involved with uh, spiritual groups and so forth. What I like about the Aetherius Society is it's very active. It's um, very much concerned with healing, not only on a personal, individual level, but also on a global level. And Dr. King, as well as being a master of yoga, was also um, a scientist and uh, a pioneering scientist, a scientist in things like radionics, and he invented technology, uh, way ahead of his time, I believe, which was able to contain and store the spiritual energy, or the energy of love, wow. and uh, it can be released uh, in times of world emergency, and there's plenty of that, as you know, at the moment, yep. um, through different missions that he devised, which we're still performing today and into the future. So it's, it's very unusual, it's sort of off, ahead of his time, I believe, But also of this time, the age of Aquarius, astrologers know, is the Mm -hmm. age of science and spirituality, when they come together. uh, Because science, without uh, spiritual motivation, if you like, is a a soulless thing. But once it's combined with with this warmth of of spirituality, of love, then it can, I believe, transform the world.
0: Um, You know, so many people, old philosophers, new philosophers modern philosophers, musical philosophers, philosophers, all say, all you need is love.
2: That's it, isn't it, Rob? Yeah. I mean, it's,
0: it's very it's simple. simple,
2: but it's hard. You know, it's, it's profound as well. It really is the key. It is. And all the great teachers, all the great uh, the master Jesus, mm-hmm. all the great uh, avatars I say the same thing.
0: Something that I don't believe is said enough, Chrissy, and, and this is coming from my heart, is that people do not love themselves enough. Because if you can't love yourself, no one else can.
2: Well, that's very interesting. Yeah, it's very interesting. Why do you think that is?
0: I think that we are programmed, in many ways, to reject the idea that we should take a closer look at ourselves to to see if we are the type of person that we could love who would not be us. And I think when we do this, a lot of people see their flaws, their fallacies, and look at themselves as other people do. And rather than change their, themselves to being that person that everyone would like to have as their friend, they don't accept the challenge. They don't accept the, the, the way to make themselves better in order to have others love them. And they live in a world of false pretense for, the, for most of their lives because they give love that, in my opinion, is superficial because the only way you can give true love is to know true love. And if you don't know, the, if you don't have the ability to love yourself, you will never know true love.
2: Very interesting, yes. Yes, you're right. I, so many people do. They yeah. see their faults. And yet within us, we have this perfection, this divine nature, if you like, this spark That's of right. the divine, which is love, which is wisdom, which is inspiration, which is peace. And so we're not looking deep enough and uh, bringing that into manifestation. We're not shining as we all should, because everybody, once you get to really understand them, mm-hmm. um, has this within them. And it, m- I don't want to say everybody, but most people once you get to understand them, are really wonderful people.
0: I, 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 I agree, but, many, but most of the people, I believe, are not up to the challenge because they've been browbeaten yeah. by society. You know, the media, you're supposed to look like this, you're supposed to think like this, you're supposed mm. to dress like this, you're supposed to walk like this, you're supposed to talk like this. And unless a person has the tenacity, or me being a, a stubborn tourist, to say, hey, no, there's got yeah. to be another way that that they just let society and you know just roll them over and yeah you know it's it's another type yeah. of bullying sociological bullying it's yeah
2: it's true i mean the standards are very low in society they're very very low aren't mm-hmm. they i mean you know we live in this kind of world of falsehood and it's all kind of accepted somehow uh, and we shouldn't accept it. And but, it drags us down if we're not careful. So as you're right, we have to, um, it takes effort.
0: That's right. It, it takes, takes effort. It's just like so many people, Chrissy, when they meet with a failure, whether it's in their personal life, whether it's in academia, whether it's in their professional capacity. I have always looked as a, at a failure, as being a lesson to success.
2: Exactly. Uh, exactly. It really is. That's um, right. And every challenge we go through, however hard, whether it's health or mm-hmm. financial, everybody has these. Um, looking at it from a higher perspective, um, we're on a path. Everybody's on a path. And these are to be expected. As we grow, we will draw to ourselves more challenges because then we become stronger, and then we'll get more challenges, and we become even stronger, and that's what it's all about. So instead of thinking, oh, I'm a victim, and why did God do this to right. me, you know, um, just embrace it, and say, I'm, gonna be, I'm a spiritual warrior. I can overcome this.
0: That's right. And,
2: um, you know, thank you for the test.
0: You know, I, I've got However a new, hard it is. I've got a new book that's coming out, and, and in the book I, I wrote, uh, As a Young Man Questioning Life and the World Around Me, I thought that if, According to the Bible, Genesis 1, to 28, and I quote here, And God said, Let us make man in our image, after our likeness, and let, him have, let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the fowl of the air, and over the cattle, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. And then in number 27 says, So God created man in his own image,
1: yeah.
0: in the image of God, Created he him, male and female. And the final verse is, And God blessed them, and God said unto them, Be fruitful, and multiply, and replenish the earth, and subdue it, and have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the fowl of the air, and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. And then I said, And, and if I am created in the image of God, as stated in the Bible, after their likenesses, and in their image, then would it not stand to reason that I myself am God?
2: Exactly. It, Great I am.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Wow, how did we get from astrology to, <laughs> to religious philosophy? Wow. You and well, it's i
2: con- It's all connected, isn't it? It, it? What is your book's title, Rob? I have to look out for it.
0: It's, it's a very simple title called Behind the Mic.
2: Oh, interesting. When is it published?
0: Uh, it's, uh, it's due to be released in May. May?
2: Oh, yeah. okay. Hopefully you'll send out, um... Oh, definitely. An email about it. Oh, oh, definitely. Yeah.
0: Definitely. Great. Um, the reason I wrote it was because I've had the opportunity of meeting so many people on this job, and there have been yeah. so many different conversations that I've had, everything from talking to Neil Armstrong about his walk on the moon to, to religious leaders from around the world, and... One of the common threads that I've seen is, number one, we all have questions. Who, what, when, where, why, when it comes to religious philosophies. And yeah. the answers that we get are so scattered, except for one theme. Mm-hmm. And that's the spiritual theme.
2: Interesting, yeah. Yeah, you
0: know, so these are questions I ask, and, uh, you know, my, as a young boy, I was booted out of the Anglican Church at the age of 14 for asking too many questions.
2: Oh, you sound like me. <laughs> yeah.
0: You know, yes. I, and and that only, that only invigorated my reading in the Bible and other religious books to try and understand the questions that I could not get answered, by those who stand at the pulpit.
2: Exactly. Yeah. I <sighs> know. I worked in a theological college for seven years, oh my and gosh. Uh, it was fascinating. And but I asked too many questions. <laughs> Yeah. Um, I was just the junior secretary at the time. I was about 20, I think, and I would ask the professors. I made them tea at coffee break
1: and mm-hmm.
2: coffee, and I'd ask them questions which they couldn't answer.
0: Uh, you're a girl after my <laughs> own know, heart. Exactly. You're a girl after my yes. own heart, Chrissy. We've yeah, got to it's... take our final break, dear. Please stand by. Exonation. Chrissy Blaze is my guest for this hour. We're talking about astrology and a lot more. Chrissy is a member of the Aetherius Society, www.aetherius.org. And for more information about Chrissy herself, the author of 12 books, her latest book is entitled Earth, Astrology's Missing Planet. Visit www.astrologycity.com. This is the Exxon. I am Rob McConnell. You're listening to us on the Exxon Broadcast Network, Talkstar Radio Network, uh, Mutual Broadcast Network, and iHeartRadio www.xzbn.net is the website for the Zone Broadcast Network. Check it out. We'll be back. Don't go away. Named one of the world's greatest psychics, Elizabeth Joyce is now giving readings worldwide via Skype. Elizabeth Joyce is recognized for her clairvoyant ability to help find missing persons, her analysis of dreams, past life regression work, mediumship, and her accurate predictions. Elizabeth has been a frequent guest on the Zone radio show with yours truly, Rob McConnell, now for several years. For an appointment with Elizabeth Joyce, call 201-934-8986 or Skype at elizabeth.joyce. And for more information, you can always visit Elizabeth Joyce online at www.new-visions.com. The new non-fiction book, Razor of Madness, is similar to cult movies like Clockwork Orange, Dragon's Tattoo, or The Other Side of Hell. Wayne Morin Jr. and Thomas Lee Howe will expose widespread and systematic deficiencies in this thought-provoking tell-all novel. Mind control rages among scholars in law schools. Human rights are ignored while thought reform and mental manipulation are accepted practices used as behavior modification. Dr. Louis Jolion West comes to mind. Media and public scrutiny shows that United States mental hospitals are in fact destructive murder industries. Razor of Madness Exposé Novel details this epidemic through an in-depth professional and personal investigation. For decades, there has been a revolving door policy that still releases killers and pedophiles back into society. The maestro of mind control continues to haunt America to this very day. Razor of Madness is available in paperback or as a downloadable ebook at Amazon.com.
1: I'm William S. Peckham. If you enjoy a good mystery with a touch of the paranormal, then you'll love my novel, From Out of the Woodwork. It's the story of a young Toronto contractor, Sean Kennedy, who buys derelict homes, guts them, and turns them into multifamily dwellings. Slums just waiting to happen. When Sean buys 29 Livery Lane, the house fights back. Former owners unexpectedly come out of the woodwork as he starts the destruction. The apparitions come to him when he touches old books
0: All right, Exonation. I've got to stop doing this. Uh, As soon as that bumper started playing, it reminded me of a coffee commercial. What is going on with me today? One bumper comes on, I can see the Easter Island head swaying and mouthing the song. This time here is a coffee commercial. (sighs) You think I'm in the media the way I think sometimes. Chrissy Blaze is my guest, Exonation, www.astrologycity.com. And for the Aetherius Society, www.atherius.org. First of all, Chrissy, thank you so much for joining us. It's always a great pleasure having you with us. Congratulations on your new book, my dear.
2: Thank you so much, Rob. It's great to be on your show.
0: Tell me, uh, Chrissy, in your book you say the Earth is a living intelligence. Is there any evidence of this?
2: There is, yes. There's quite a lot of uh, evidence, actually. You remember James Lovelock in the Gaia Gaia hypothesis, uh, Mm -hmm. I think it was about was it end of the 1970s yep. he proposed the idea that the earth is a single living entity um also going way back before then the 18th century i think he was known as the father of geology his name is james hutton described the earth as a type of superorganism. and then another book that springs to mind is called the breathing earth by john nelson that's a very good book he was. A, this is a fascinating book. He was able to put together a year's worth of the seasonal transformations of the Earth and what these look like from outer space. And Rob, once these are arranged in a sequence, you can see the Earth's in and out movement as, wow. as if she is breathing. And um, in fact, scientists today say that the Earth, the planet, takes. They used to think it was a very slow in-and-out movement, like a breath. But now they're saying it's a very quick breath every few days, which was unexpected. So uh, she's a living, breathing intelligence. And there's more as well, um, that she has a, um, what's called a heartbeat, otherwise called the Schumann's resonance you've probably heard of.
0: Yes, but tell our, tell our audience what the Schumann resonance is.
2: Well, this was... Um, discovered by Professor Schumann from the University of Munich and he discovered that the earth produces very specific uh, vibrations or vibrational pulsations Mm -hmm. and then later on together with another uh, academic, another scientist who was to become his successor, I think his name was Dr. Koenig, um, confirmed that this frequency was 7.83 hertz and Years later, it was known as the Schumann resonance, which a number of people have heard of, I'm sure. Yes. But they also call it the Earth's heartbeat, uh, which is very interesting. And it's fascinating research. And it led to the finding that there, was a, there is a correlation between the Earth's heartbeat and the brain with rhythms of humans. And once we get out of that, um, it can have, and it's been proven by other research, uh, that actually one, one professor from the Max Planck Institute, put he built a bunker underground which blocked out all the magnetic fields, um, including the, this heartbeat frequency. And he got uh, young, healthy volunteers to live there mm-hmm. for four weeks. And during that time, they all suffered from migraines and emotional distress. And even though they were young and healthy, um, they were really, really much uh, sicker than they should have been. And um, it was discovered that is because they were no longer um, exposed to this frequency from the Earth. And once they were back again, then their health stabilized, uh, which proved the importance of being in harmony with the Earth, which we really take for granted. And in fact, um, the astronauts, uh, when they were in outer space, as you know, they they deteriorated quite a lot because they were away from this human resonance. Well, according to one uh, website I was reading, earthpulse.net, Uh, The Russian Space Agency discovered that by placing what they call Schumann wave generators in spacecraft, which mimic this frequency, you you know that about, I'm sure, the health of the astronauts improved. So it is a very real thing. And and all of these uh, bounties that the Earth gives us, apart from all the the fruits of the Earth, um, we take for granted. But without them, you know, we'd be much, much worse off than we are.
0: So here's, here's here's a scary way of looking at it, Chrissy. If... The Earth is a living organism, for lack of better words. And we are on top of the Earth. Would we be considered as parasites on the planet to what we are doing to her? And is this why sometimes there are areas that have these massive disasters, great loss of life, is because that is her way of trying to rid her body of the parasites that we call humans?
2: Yeah, that, that comes into. I, I think we are, I mean, for the most part,
0: mm-hmm.
2: let's face it, I think we are like parasites. I remember one of the early sort of lectures I went to at the Ethereum Society, there was a very fiery speaker at the time, it was probably in the early 1970s, and he said, we're just germs on the body of a great and mighty goddess, and that always stuck with me, that sentence, because, and it completely it revolutionized my way of thinking, um, and yeah, it started, I think we are. And I think, of course, I also believe that there's um, a kingdom, earth, apart from you know the trees and the flowers, and obviously mm-hmm. we see that. There's also, I believe, a kingdom of, of nature spirits, or some people call them angels and, and so on, who care for nature. And I've actually seen one. I actually have a photograph of one, um, Rob, when uh, Gary was taking a picture of me out on the patio. Right. And the, he didn't see it at the time, but behind me there was a green... Um, nature spirit uh, an energy wow. kind of ball and i've seen one once before in northern california and it looked very similar so i believe there's this a kingdom of, of nature spirits tending for nature and they virtually use the energy humanity gives them i'm coming to the point in a second That's so right. um what they do these nature spirits control the weather they control the oceans and so on um they manipulate this energy and so uh disasters can happen because of us if you like um because of what we're doing. And I think that the other part of the story is, as you say, the Earth could just flip us from her back if she yep. wanted. She might be more comfortable in that position, you know, and so little, a little movement from the Earth, yeah, can create disasters.
0: Something that I have never been able to understand, Chrissy, is how people on this planet have not been able to add one and one together to get two. For example, we take... Oil out of the earth. And in my opinion, oil is the blood of the earth. By taking out the blood from the earth, we are causing collapse of tectonic areas, causing yeah. earthquakes. How, yeah. come no, how come we still feel that we need to extract the blood from Mother Earth in order to fulfill our own needs when we know for a fact that, there are al- that there's alternative energy available?
2: Tesla, yeah. Yeah,
0: exactly. The,
2: the secrets of free energy, absolutely. I I'm totally agree with you. I think it's just, I mean, why is it, Rob? I think people just don't think, basically. It's what you said earlier, right?
0: Yep. You know, I, I agree. Uh, an
2: apathy, unfortunately, or a fear to go deeper, or a, I don't know what it is. But people need to wake up. It is a time of awakening, <laughs> but it's up to each person to make that awakening. Sure. because It, it takes courage.
0: It seems that there are many people within society who suffer from what I call the ostrich syndrome. They would rather keep their head in the the ground and their butt in the air (laughs) and and just ignore it like it's not there. Folks, wake up. The problem will not go away unless we as a collective, in unison with nature, work on these problems. It's not going to happen by itself.
2: I know. I mean, I'm so shocked that there's this... Threat of nuclear war and people aren't rising up about it. I mean, at least in the past, yeah. Dr. King used to go out there in the '50s and, you know, ban the bomb and everything. At least we used to do something. And now it's just like, oh ho hum. You know, <laughs> it's like, what's going on? Well, people I, need to wake up.
0: I, I hate to say it, but when I look at what is happening in the in the neighborhood to the south of Canada, uh, you know. President Trump has good points and bad points like any other person. No one is perfect. No one. Right. Mm -hmm. And yet, whenever he wants to point the finger and shake the defensive sword when it comes to North Korea, he's criticized. When he doesn't do anything about it, he's criticized. What in the name of heaven do people want? It's just like all of the people who say, well, there's government conspiracies, there's government cover-ups, Big Brother is watching you. Well, hold on. If you have nothing to hide, you have nothing to fear, number one. Number two, if, if you look at the global situation, there are men and women right this very second, Chrissy, who are sitting in cockpits of jet interceptors, who at the blink of a button will put their life on the line to defend democracy and the freedoms that we all enjoy. Yeah. So if the government says Area 51 is an excluded zone and if people need to put the alien hypothesis or the UFO hypothesis or the government conspiracy cover-up hypothesis to satisfy their own, their own quest for knowledge... They're doing it all last backwards but go ahead. You know, freedom of will, free will, go with it. But do not put the rest of the country in harm's way because, yeah. you know, you, you've got to live and let live, for goodness sake. And once again, my biggest argument against all the big brother conspiracy theorists, if you have nothing to hide, you have nothing to fear.
2: Exactly. Yeah. Yes, that's so true. That Chrissy, so true. the
0: time has come when you and I must say so long for now, my good friend. Please come back and visit us. Congratulations on your new book, Earth, Astrology's Missing Planet. And uh, I look forward to the next time you're with us.
2: Thank you so much, Rob. It's been a pleasure. Thank you.
0: You take care, my friend. And I give my best to Gary and XO Nation If you'd like to find out more about Chrissy, www.astrologycity.com. That's astrologycity.com. And for information on the Atheria Society www.etherius.org I'll be back on the other side of this commercial break with the news as we continue here in the X-Zone talking about the elusive Howard Hughes. My name is Rob McConnell. Don't go away.